from the Headstuff Podcast Network, but not from Headstuff Studios today. Welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dara Gaucher, and today we are in the British Library in sunny London town. And my very special guest is Dr. Claire Murray. Hello. Welcome, Claire. Claire, for those of you who aren't familiar with her work, Claire is a chemist, a scientist, chemist specifically, who is based here in the United Kingdom. Ooh. Indeed. The ra. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes. So Claire, tell us a bit about what you do. Certainly. So uh, as you said, I'm a chemist. I am obsessed. I've always been obsessed with atoms and molecules. Mm-hmm. I've always thought they're really interesting. And when I was growing up, I decided I wanted to take this into a career. Mm-hmm. So now, after lots and lots of studying, too much studying, my parents say, I am I'm fully qualified and I work in a practical accelerator. Sounds really exciting. Tell us more about this particle accelerator. It sounds like fun. It is. So we study, we were talking about this earlier, we study stuff and stuff sounds really generic, but actually it includes things like turbine blades. It includes parts of Rembrandt's paintings. It includes new proteins and uh, molecules that we're kind of trying to use to make uh, new drugs. So we're looking at a whole host of different things and we use x-rays to look at these different materials. Mm -hmm. And it's really exciting because you're literally at the bleeding edge of science. You are about as far advanced as you can go and it's really exciting to get that insight and to look at all these different shapes of atoms and molecules and understand how they're powerful. And you fire atoms at things to... We fire x-rays at things. X-rays, I beg your pardon. No, no, that's fine. So yeah, we fire x-rays. Specifically, why would you pick something like a piece of Rembrandt painting? Tell us more about that. Well, Rembrandt, the Rembrandt project was really cool because you're looking at a piece of Rembrandt that has been exposed to horrific conditions. So it's Rembrandt's Homer. And it's one of the ones that was painted for a very prestigious Italian family, but it's been exposed to horrific things like earthquakes and fires. So it's really damaged. And over the years, people have tried to treat it so they've tried to spray stuff on it, but they haven't really been thinking about what they're doing. So when they sprayed stuff, they actually damaged the painting. Oh. Yeah, pretty bad. So they've decided it's in pretty bad state. It's currently been held in the Netherlands and they want to try and understand what's going on before they start randomly spraying stuff on it. And that's why we have it, because we've taken a very, very tiny amount and I mean smaller than your fingernail. And we've fired x-ray that and we're looking at the different layers and what contains in each of these layers and how that might be affected when you're thinking about a treatment plan for the future. Fantastic. Yeah. It all sounds really interesting. I suppose my I have uh, my younger brother is a scientist. He's a microbiologist over in the United States. And when I hear some of the things when they're explaining that context, because I know people often think, how do you get people interested in science? And I'd say, just tell people what scientists do. Oh, definitely. I, I love science. And it's mm-hmm. something that I talk about passionately all the time because it's so amazing. And people say, oh, science is boring. And part of that problem is us as scientists. We don't explain what we do in a really nice way and in a way that people will get excited about. So that's Mm -hmm. what I really try to do because I think there is so much of the world that we now understand that we didn't know anything about before. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, we are the explorers. We are the adventurers. We are learning more about the world around us and how to make a better world. And that's what's really cool. I can see why scientists, because they're so obsessed with the truth and find the facts that the the idea of trying to represent these things in a pleasant way or in a a media-friendly way can be frustrating sometimes. Definitely. Uh, We were talking about an example before where a friend of mine, um, she was looking at proteins, so the working molecules in your body. And at the time, they had decided they were going to send some into space because they were looking at how crystals grow in space. And when they were doing that, they realized that obviously one of the best things they could try was HIV. So crystals of HIV. And when they did that, um, 
turns out the Daily Mail got their hands on it and they decided they were going to say they're sending AIDS into space, you know, and, <laughs> and this was like they're going to rain AIDS down upon us. And clearly that wasn't true. It was a ridiculously <laughs> small amount and it was mm. a very valid scientific experiment. But, you know, it's very important to represent these things accurately and actually understand what people are trying to do with it rather than just randomly throwing words out about the science that they're doing. Okay. And to get into the, the theme of today's episode, which is I'm really excited to talk about, as well as being interested in science, you also have an interest in the Irish language. And specifically, you're a very, you're an active contributor to the Irish language Wikipedia, which is page. Indeed. Tell us more about page. Oh, Derek, on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> let's start by talking about, first of all, I mean, some people would say, and oh, don't use Wikipedia as a source, or Wikipedia's bad bad quality articles and things like that. And you've been telling me before about um, that they're actually are quite high standards a lot of people aren't aware of. Maybe you could tell us about that for starts. Definitely. So, first of all, there are five pillars of Wikipedia um, and Wikipedia. So, they're an, it's an encyclopedia. It's written from a neutral point of view. So mm. you cannot go on and say, Derek is amazing. Derek is wonderful. That's not allowed. Um, it's also free content that anyone can edit, reproduce or use. So anyone can take it and, and use it in any way, shape or form. Um, it's also editors should treat each other with respect and civility. That's mm. really important. So when you maybe query or you have a problem with something you do say someone disagrees with something that I've posted I'm very happy to have that disagreement but it needs to be done respectfully and we need to talk to each other in a very civil way um, and also but confusingly I think Wikipedia has no firm rules so it's quite an unusual one but it means that there's flexibility to you know as things change as as the world changes around us we can explore what that means and not be very very strict about it so excellent it's, it's, I think it is a wonderful pro- project, and I think it's a, certainly, even whether, while I wouldn't advise anyone to cite Wikipedia in their homework, it often will lead you in the right direction, it'll start you asking the right questions, and it is, I think a lot of us have spent a, a pleasant hour or so kind of going through Wikipedia from one hyperlink to the next. Obviously, the English language Wikipedia is very large. Tell us about, maybe for comparison, how with the size of the Irish language or on Vecca page. Yeah, so Wikipedia's got over 5 million um, articles, which is huge, and what I think is really important to think about about both Wikipedia and Wikipedia is that they are a legacy to the world. Mm-hmm. When people talk about anything nowadays, they say, oh, look it up on Wikipedia, see if it's on there, you know. If it's not on there, the implication is it's not important. It's yeah. not something that's happened. Irish language Wikipedia, so Wikipedia, only has about 46,000 articles, which means only 46,000 things are recognised as being important in the Irish world. This is something, and if there's any people listening at home, um, can you give us an example by comparison how much, say, Breton or another, maybe another European minority language might have? Yeah, so if you look at this, there's a list of of, uh, Irish, a list of languages and and how many different articles they have, and Breton has about 64,000. Um, I mean, you know, we're miles down on the list. We're 86th, I think, in total. Mm. Uh, and things like Tagalog are above us. You know, there's huge numbers of languages above us and languages yeah. that, you know, I think we are definitely on par with. We could be definitely mm-hmm. punching a lot higher than we are. So this is my mission for all my listeners and Twitter followers. If, you know, maybe go ahead and even if it's only a stub, but maybe consider entering an, an article in the Irish language Vicar page. It could be just something about... It could be something about your favorite band or the town you're mm-hmm. from, which it maybe mightn't be there at the moment. And, you know, get that use up. We, there, we should be bigger than Breton. Let's beat Breton in 2018. <laughs> I don't definitely that's a great plan. And Let's beat Breton. <laughs> <laughs> Down with Breton. No, I mean, 
we were looking at things like, say, penguin, for example. Yeah. And penguin has one sentence. And you're kind of saying, okay. Pyongan. Yeah, Pyongan. I mean, there's not a lot on about Pyongan. And you're kind of saying there should be a lot more. There's loads to talk about, about penguins, about how interesting they are, about their species. And that's not on there. But it gets even scarier because you have things like we were talking about repeal the eighth that's not on there mm. the actual mm. there's no entry for the eighth amendment itself no. and i and on vecca page or the actual campaign for the referendum um that's a that's a very glaring omission which i'm sure maybe somebody might might have, might have, have an interest now lots of people are interested in this campaign who are also interested in irish and maybe that's a might be a fun place to start oh definitely or or thinking about things like Catherine corliss you know and the work that she did um i i've made her English one I will make her Irish one but she wasn't on there mm-hmm. and these people are the people who have made such a difference in our world and that's you the tell, thing so you want to tell a little just maybe one or two sentences about Catherine Corliss for our listeners who mightn't be aware of her work yes yeah, certainly so Catherine Corliss um, is an amateur historian um, from Galway from June and she's done a huge amount of work in, in her spare time looking at a particular orphanage um, where they were, there were bodies basically missing they, they were reported as being dead and there were there were babies. It turns out there's about eight hundred, just under eight hundred babies, but their their death records are not actually formally, uh, their burial records rather are not actually formally written down. Mm. And there's lots of ongoing debate over where they might be. They think some of the bodies might actually be in a sewage tank. It's, oh, yeah. It's a horrible story. Um, but she is the woman who very you know diligently and very carefully unpicked all of this and reported on this and it sent shock waves through the country but there's lots of you know she's been winning awards quite rightly left right and center you know people of the year awards but she didn't have a wikipedia page mm-hmm. and didn't have still doesn't will have soon a wikipedia page mm-hmm. um, and i find this terrifying because you say things like this are really important because they're they're small landmarks but they're they're important landmarks in our history and they need to be on there yeah Another um, major Irish woman who uh, isn't on Wikipedia yet. She's yet. on the English language Wikipedia, but uh, is Mary Elms, the Indeed. Cork woman who was, who was um, an activist in, in saving some Jewish people from the in World War Two. Yeah. And uh, we we could talk about some of the emissions, but let's talk about some of the wonderful entries and some of the things that might might, might because you can actually go into an entry and click on the hyperlink. It'll take you to another fine article, which will take you to another fine article, and that you can actually do that. It's and it's getting bigger. But tell me what one of your favorite entries or my favorite reports. entries. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, some of the things that I, I, I I'm biased because I write entries as well as read entries. Okay. And, you know, you're now on there, Derek. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 very, very small, but it's it's a start. And so mm. we want to encourage your listeners to go out there and make it bigger and better. You know, it's, it's <laughs> get in there and have a go. Um, some of my favorite entries would be, I think, one of the ones that I did recently was Beatrice Schilling. Okay. Um, which was a lot of hard work, actually, because Beatrice Schilling discovered something called, and invented something called Miss Beatrice Orifice. Okay. Oh. Just, <laughs> it's actually a mechanical term, but it's, it's kind of also a play on words. Um, and this was pretty critical in, in planes. It basically helped them, otherwise they would stall. And so she was someone who designed this and she was also heavily involved in motor racing with mm. her husband. And, you know, it was quite a, a go-getter. Um, and so that was quite a fun one to translate recently, but I had to work out what the Irish for washer is, which is <laughs> Lechnon. And I, I didn't know that at the time. You, mm. It's not something you learn when you're in doing your leaving cert. You know, you don't have no reason to learn about washers, yeah. but it was it was a really important learning experience. So that, she's really cool. Um, I generally tend to get lost in um, doing a lot of work on uh, women and women on Wikipedia. So 
we could talk about this for ages, but basically in English Wikipedia, we're on 17.5%. Okay, so this is the actual the amount of female contributors. Yes, I uh, know, uh, not female oh, contributors. Fem- fem- articles about people. Yes, okay. biographical entries. Okay. Um, but in Irish, we're at 15. Um, and as a total, it's only about 1,200 entries. So there's only 1,200 women that are apparently important on Irish Wikipedia. Okay, so that that needs to be changed. That but tell us, and then again, we, we obviously we're going, we're going to beat uh, the Breton language with the entries, but we're going to. There's another record here. Wales has fifty three percent. Wales does have fifty three percent biographical entries. They've done female. a huge amount of so work. So we can beat Wales too. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely can, and I think the thing to say is that it's very easy to do because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's very difficult." It's very easy to do. Um, it's a case of basically log in. And then read entries first. Before you start doing anything else, read how they're written. We talked about the neutral point of view. That's really important. You need to not be doing propaganda on there, you know? Like, for example, you and your family cannot write entries about you. Yeah. As as is absolutely correct. You know, I can't create my own Wikipedia article. Mm -hmm. Um... And when you, once you do that, once you create your entry, then you need to, to think, well, I'm sorry, once you've read a, a Wikipedia page, then you need to start thinking about, well, what do, what's this person important for? How can I set them in the right place in, in Wikipedia? Because, for example, I've put you as a writer. And that actually helps because you can then link to other writers. So when you start going down the Wikipedia hole and clicking links, you know, mm. and link and link and link, if you are um, if you are written as a writer, then you, people will find other writers or might find you through writers as well. Something I've always wondered about um, Wikipedia and the, the labour that goes into the editing of the articles is, say, if someone was to enter, make an, an unvicar page entry for Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou, would the would they have to go through all the other mentions in unvicar page of those writers and hyperlink them with themselves, or would it happen automatically? Well, I think it's important to think about big places to look for these people. So somewhere like the Pulitzer Prize page would be really important. And yes. if you linked the page from there, that would open a lot of doors. There's there's lots of projects um, called Wikipedia. So it's Wiki Women in Red, I believe, where women are not actually linked from other pages, which means people can't find them when they, they kind of play the, oh. the, the Wikipedia game. So um, that, that one is really important, that if you can link, you should. So, yeah. for example, you are linked on, I think it's one of the, the Books of the Year pages. Okay. So once I, I go home, I'm going to actually link your page back to that. So then people will find you if they look on the Books of the Year page and actually mm-hmm. translate across. So, yeah, they, they do need to do that, but it's not difficult. It's really, really easy. It's just a case of finding your page and saying connect. Fantastic. Here's another thing. Say if let's say someone has a home now and they're thinking of putting in an entry into page for their hometown or their local team or their favorite or their favorite premiership team, maybe. And they they they, they could use the English language article as a basis for that. Could they use the links as well? The, the references points? Yes, they can. Um, there is a way of linking across. Um, so in English language Wikipedia, there's a bit of a, a problem because people have been very badly translating things from other languages. Mm-hmm. But what you can do in the Irish language Wikipedia is actually take the English and kind of use um, use that as a, a skeleton for what you might want to, to put in, which is quite useful because it's likely that the English language Wikipedia version will exist if it's a town or a football team already. Yeah. Um, and so from that, you can kind of pull a lot of things like the links across, etc. There's a, a small bit of editing required, but it's not difficult. And also the thing to say is that there's some really, really helpful editors. So I will openly admit that my Irish is, you know, I'm trying to get better, but it's not brilliant. Um, but I'm 
you know it, I think you're doing all right I'm, I, okay let, let's go with okay but but there's some great editors who are there to help and actually something that they've written very clearly on Vicapade is that just try that they will be there to support you so uh, the person who supported me an awful lot I, I, I don't I don't know them personally but mm. um Showak is is one of the people who've basically been editing and helping and kind of running around after me correcting all my grammatical errors oh which is really kind and that person has chosen to name themselves after an Irish writer who wrote one of my favourite Irish language books, Jimmy yeah. Moorhike. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, it's 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 really nice and it's a very kind and friendly thing to do. And, and you know, they, they, they sent me a welcome email as well saying, welcome to, you know, Vicapade. Mm. We, we want, we're happy for you to chat with us. And they have, there's lots of talk pages as well. So if you just have no clue what you're doing or where to start, the talk pages are there for you to say to people, help, I need X, you know, I, I want to know how to insert a link. I want to know how to insert something. And I mean, the thing as well to say is that, you know, if people are really stuck, you can ask people questions. You know, you can you can come find you or me on, on, mm. on Twitter and you can say, hey, I'm trying to do this and I don't know how. And, and yeah. we're happy to share. You know, it's not it's not a case of only I can edit Wikipedia. And that's something I really want to emphasize. And we've said it already. Please, please, please join. Please get involved, because at the moment, only 106 people are telling the story of Vicapate. So only yeah. 106 people are telling our history and mm-hmm. the history of the world in Vicapate. So it's not really surprising that they've mm-hmm. only got 46,000 articles because, you know, that that's I think a huge amount of work. I, it, it does show those 106 people have done Trojan work. And my hat does go off to them. But um, it's, I think it would be nice to add to that number. And Definitely. Anyway, so that's, I mean, that's... Um, that's something we can definitely talk about and it's, that's, that's something we can definitely do but I think it's that it is a welcoming group and the fact is when a Wikipedia article is written it can stand there for a very long time and I can be referred to long after and particularly with, with certain events it's good to have a contemporary if you see say sometimes I notice this in, in English language Wikipedia when there's an election on or when someone say a lot of people had just heard of Justin Trudeau when the Canadian election was won and you'd found there was a lot of activity mm. on his page around the time because people were saying, who's that guy with that, you know? Yeah. And and then you find that there would be a flurry of activity when someone is in the news and then maybe it would taper off a bit. But then there would be, you might find someone be looking, might be looking at something as topical 10 years ago and those records do stand and it is very, it is, it's, it is such a wonderful resource. It would be great to have more stuff there. Definitely. And I think that's what people need to remember, because nowadays, if you're thinking of something, you're like, oh, I haven't heard of such and such a person. Where do you go? Where's mm. the first place you think of? You think of oh, Wikipedia or Wikipedia. You're like, oh, I'll go there. I'll check out, you know, what details mm. they have on them. And we, you know, like I say, I want to refer back to the pillars now, because it is something that people do take it very seriously when they're writing these articles. They really try. There's, there's always going to be some some editors who are maybe a bit more rogue and yeah. you know we we try as a community to make sure that we help improve those pages that are edited in that way that you know uh, th- when i first started wikipedia yeah believe it or not it was on a kanye west page oh because somebody had decided they were going to insert uh, a random reference they said oh this person completely nothing to do with kanye this person is um a pedophile and this is their address on the Kanye West Wikipedia page. And I'm like, that is not the place. I mean, this should not be here. Ah. So I went on, I removed that because I was like, that's not something that is appropriate. It's not something that's relevant. That should not be here. Um, and that's a very, very small edit, but it's an important one because, you know, you want to make sure that these pages are, are good, that they're accurate and that they're neutral 
and that they mm. don't have things like this happening. So there are, you know, that's if people don't want to write for pages, they don't have to. They can yeah. just log in and do small changes. They can, like, you know. For example, yeah, our, the uh, Pyongyang page about oh, the penguins yeah. that's only got one sentence, and certainly I think we could add a few more about how I think I think are. I think we need more. Work. I think we're going to lo- lobby for Pyongyang. That needs Pyongyang. to be better. Need, you know, Pyongyang needs to be better, it and definitely. we also probably. Use a little more information on the koala. Sure, the koala has two fathers in a row. That's very unusual in Irish. It deserves more recognition. It definitely deserves on more. On koala. <laughs> there's, I mean, but there's loads of pages like that. And I think that's the the effort and energy is actually quite low. Once you learn how to do it, and, and I know there's a learning curve, as there is with anything, but there's people out there who can support you and help you. And we'd love to be able to, to help. I mean, I got lots of support when I first started doing it in anger. I, I got lots of support from my friends, uh, Alice and Jess, and they're amazing. Uh, Alice is actually a Wikimedian in residence. Oh, shout out to her. Alice and Jess. Yeah, shout out to Alice and Jess. And Jess mm-hmm. is, a, is a scientist, she's a physicist, and she basically goes every evening and she makes um, women in science Wikipedia pages. And she's contributing a huge amount to Wikipedia. And, you know, Alice has been contributing for ages as well. And both of these, you know, they do it in their spare time. They also, Alice does it for work as well. But it's something that is helping make our world a better, more accurate place because now when people look for any of these scientists, they have a page and they're they're written, you know, in a way that actually represents them and the work they've done. I, like women scientists, generally there's a few, tend to be a few classic issues okay. because people don't often talk about the science on the page, for example. Okay. Which contributes to the idea that they're not actually scientists, unfortunately. Oh. It's, it's really complicated. So... That's a huge amount of work that needs to be done because people need to, we need to have their science on there in an accessible way because you're not supposed to write Wikipedia pages in really technical languages. You know, you really think about making it clear and that anyone can log in and understand. That's really important. But women scientists tend to have maybe a list of their awards, okay. but they don't actually have the work they've done to get to those awards, which is terrifying. So those are our other issues around that sort of, of, of field and that's something that we've been working very hard on and we get we run Wikipedia editathons basically where people get together and Alice um talks about how you know how to edit Wikipedia. She talks about the pillars and and gives you, you know, just some training on how to actually log in, etc. And then Jess and I will talk about both science uh, generally, but also then women in science and some of the the entries that are missing or the problems that you have with, with women in science pages. And it's oh quite a lot of fun to do that but that's you know that was how i learned to do it but mm. it's something that anyone can do and should do so it's clear the word wikipedia itself is an interesting <sighs> phenomenon in irish in that we don't generally use the or the v's or somewhat frowned upon but w's are utterly frowned upon down with v <laughs> down with v so how do you feel yes you're, we've discussed before how you don't <laughs> like the letter v and you're you're, you're happy with uh, the um with the, with, with with some of those letters not not being required, but isn't it interesting why like the V is bad, but W is absolutely awful? How would you feel if we we goes on Wikipedia with I, a W? I I no 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 to W with W is even worse. You know V is bad enough that they've let it in. I'm I'm not happy about it, but W is worse. Would you prefer a BH? I would, but I am. I am, suppose, a little bit traditional about this. I, I don't like these newfangled letters getting <laughs> yeah. into our Irish. Um, mm. I, I think I also like, I, in a way, um, I enjoy the restrictions sometimes that language places on you. And okay. it's not meant in a negative way, a negative restriction or limitation, but it, I think it allows you to explore other things. It kind of, it reminds, I, I, I did Spanish um, for Leaving Cert and I also spent a year in Spain as part of my degree. Oh. And 
one of the things that I found really interesting was talking to my housemate because she didn't speak any English. So if you're looking for scissors, you can't say scissors, you know, and then you have to kind of flip your mind to think, how can I communicate what I need in mm. the words that I have and in the words that exist? So you say, oh, necesito algo para cortar. I need something to cut something, you know? Of course. But that's <laughs> in, in that sort of phrasing, you know, you, you think you start to kind of use what is the Spanish or, or the Irish equivalent and then work around what you have. So like a lot of my Wikipedia pages are written in the Irish that I have, as opposed yeah. to maybe the Irish that exists. But I think that's what makes languages really interesting when you explore, like you were talking about Reaver yesterday. And that was so beautiful, you know? So we, we were recording this after a session I did at the London Irish Centre. Which when is fabulous. I, was, I did an interview with uh, Vanessa O'Loughlin and it was wonderful to meet some of the Irish community here in London town. And I was delighted Claire was there. And yeah. yes, but Rivera is one of my one of my favorite new but also old Irish words. Yeah, definitely. And and how that how that meaning has kind of transformed almost in mm. is 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 stunning. And I think that's that's something if we had just worked with only saying that we could only have computer as a word and then a variation on computer, mm. I think the language would be less interesting for it. So yes. that's sort of my my origin of my my, you know, my anger against the hateful eight and, and <laughs> my resistance to them um, is is that I think exploring what works within a language is is really interesting to me. And I think there's a lot more scope for that. Um, I loan words, for example, I feel very funny about because I, I, I understand sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Mm. But I also think that there is a lot of creativity that could be explored in the language if yeah. we allow ourselves to. One of the examples we were talking about uh, was the Irish word for xylophone is, yes. is xylophone has that has that X, but there's actually an entry in an on Wikipedia page for xylophone there as well, is. and a certain xylophone player. Uh, yes, indeed, and there's also marimba on there as well, which marimba, yeah, and, and <laughs> we weren't expecting. <laughs> but the, but, it's, but the xylophone comes from Greek, and I think the xylo is one of the words for wood, and yes. the idea was it was it was an instrument based on on striking wood i thought maybe it would would have been nice to call it a canagophone or something or, or I something absolutely similar agree. that would be i think that's so much more interesting though as a language because it it explores what we what we have as a culture and how we mm. we use what we have as a culture rather than taking other things from other cultures not 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 that that's wrong but i think yeah. it's something we should be celebrating our culture as well as other cultures yes and, and standing tall uh, among equals yes exactly so claire do you have a favorite and uh, least favorite irish word favorite right well i'm going to pick i think it's not going to surprise anyone i'm going to pick oliacht oh because um i've always loved the direct sort of connection to olus to me that's that's very powerful you know that it's something that mm. uh i always hold true as someone who is is a scientist and mm. who who believes in knowledge i i think that direct link is is beautiful yeah. mm -hmm. is really really powerful um, words, I mean, anything with V really is going <laughs> to be pretty high on the list. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess if I'm being forced, I would possibly go with X Canohawk because actually <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so I use X-rays an awful lot. It's a word that I have have reason to use all the time mm -hmm. and I would really like it if there was a better way of saying it. And I think a more interesting way of saying it in Irish would be cool. For sure. Uh, and before we finish up, do you want to tell us maybe about one of the pro some of the projects you're interested in, particularly you mentioned the Athena Swan project? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm very 
excited about signs like we know like I'm sure you've already guessed but I think that it's really important that there's a place for everyone in science mm-hmm. and Athena Swan is something that's happening uh, in Ireland and it's also been very happening for a long time here in the UK where basically you're looking at how we can support everyone to do science uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done for women in particular uh, and also especially for black women actually there's there's a very big problem there because there's lots of barriers they face to be able to get into the higher ranks mm. and a, of things, science yes of science mm. And actually now it's spreading to other areas as well. So they're doing the humanities and the social sciences too, which is brilliant because there's different barriers in different areas, but we want to try and address all of these different barriers. And how does it address those barriers? Well, very good question. And um, first of all, it's going to be different in every area. So like we say in science, there's tends to be more of an issue with, with drop-offs, with women in physics, for example, it drops very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, chemistry, it's you know a bit slower in terms of how it drops off, but it still drops off. In arts, I think in history, I remember talking to people in uh, in Trinity and they said actually it's, or no, UCD rather, that it's reversed. There's more women than there is men in history in UCD. And we want to try and look at, well, why, why are these things happening? Yes. And also how can you support them? So how can you do things like look at, I mean, classic things are things like childcare, but also things like unconscious bias. So one of the the really easy, obvious ones is people saying he. Mm -hmm. They automatically assume that somebody is a he. And when they're talking about, say, a professor, you know, there's lots of stories of people assuming, oh, Professor so-and-so is coming. Oh, when is he arriving? Oh, it's a she. You know, and that's, that's really important. So it's a very simple thing to stop saying he and say they. Because actually, and then that's even more inclusive, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of actual gender. Um, you're also looking at things like committees and decision making committees. What's the balance of gender on there? Because those are the people who make the big decisions. But if they're not representing all voices, then it becomes very problematic because, again, the bias feeds in and it actually makes things almost set in stone and makes it worse to get through those barriers. Yes. Um, there's, there's loads and loads of, of, of work being done and, and some really groundbreaking things that people are doing so for example a very simple one is making a space where women can express milk in a safe place at work and Mm. and keep milk in a fridge for example and that's really important it's not something that people would maybe first think of but actually it helps them settle back into work Mm. and makes them feel more comfortable in their their workplace so just it's a a small Mm. private room you know no one no one will interrupt them and that's that's a nice space for them to to have but th- like I'm, I'm only mentioning a tiny subsection. There's so much more good work being done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. To, the Irish government has been very brave. They set a really big aim. They're going to try and basically get everyone up to there's the different levels. Bronze is like a sort of level where you're saying we, we are going to try and do this. Silver is like we are doing this. We have demonstrated results and we are still working on it. And gold is is, is, is sort of we've made it, but we're still working because okay. it never the work never stops, you know? Yes. Um, and the Irish government have said that a lot of the funding is going to be set in stone that you have to have silver. And I think it's by 2019. So it's, it's very, very quick that they, they want to turn it around, that everyone's mm-hmm. going to have these standards because you need to do a lot of work to get it. Yeah. Um, but it shows a big commitment and hopefully they will deliver on that. Hopefully so. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, Definitely. And before we before we wrap up, um, you're obviously an Irish woman living in the United Kingdom, um, and working obviously in a, in a scientific field. How do you feel about I suppose all the stuff that's going on over here? Oh, I know stuff is this is a technical term. Stuff is a very technical term. Mm-hmm. Stuff is a very. Technical do you find maybe uh, specifically without going into maybe the, the deeper ends? I think it's been a bad environment for science, specifically Brexit has been 
probably has implications for scientific research. Uh, Brexit definitely has implications for scientific research. What those exactly are, no one really knows. And I think mm. that's part of the problem. There's lots of debates happening about how funding is going to be allocated. Um, one of the things, the nice things about working in the UK is that it's always had a very good reputation. Actually, mm. for such a small country, it punches well above its weight, yeah. you know, in terms of actual the science it delivers and the prestige it has. Um, so that is going to be impacted. And I I just really hope that everyone is kind of considering that in upper levels of, of the government and everything else, because otherwise we're going, you know, they're going to lose an awful lot of people and an awful lot of the really great science that's changing the world. And so just, yeah, and I'm so glad. Thank you so much. The, as I said earlier, we we were at the London Irish Centre last night, which is in, in Cam, just off Camden Square. Um, for well, I know a lot of our listeners are living in the, our Irish people living in, in, in London, maybe who've had trouble getting jobs at home or are following a dream in in the UK. And the, the London Irish Centre is a phenomenal resource for in terms of for mm. events, for meeting people who are maybe in the same position as yourselves, for between charity work, between cultural work, between just having fun nights. And if you haven't visited there yet and you're an Irish person in London, do consider giving it a go. Um, I can't speak highly enough of them. No, definitely. I'm I'm very excited. So I saw you last night. I'm going to see Sinead Burke next week. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And Sinead is awesome and i she's also another person who i made a wikipedia page for in january so. oh, fantastic <laughs> i mm. she and yourself are the the kind of the few people that i started yours was done in irish first and then was done in english second so i <laughs> you know had to start that way around but uh it's yeah it was it was really nice i've actually never been before it, it's um it was it was a really lovely place and very welcoming so it's very exciting very so. we were also very excited my friends and i were very excited because they had colini on the door and we were like oh look you know <laughs> kishtin and you were like yeah we never normally see that here, so that was really awesome. That's the thing; it, it, you do feel like I it, like it's right back in Ireland when you see a Buchli and Colony in the door, yeah, and, and so forth, and little signs. Yeah. And they have Northern Irish Tato there. They oh, controversial words. You can get you can get Northern Irish Tato, and you can get berries. You cannot, for love nor money, get king or lines. I am a very unhappy woman. Uh, yes, we're actually going to be doing an episode on why there are two Tatoes in the near future. Oh, so do stay tuned. That will be exciting. It's Northern Irish and Republic of Ireland Tato, and it's a, there's an interesting story there. But that you'll have to stay tuned Ooh. and stay subscribed. Look forward to it. In the meantime, so Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank so you it's so a slon for me. Slon Lumsa. Okay, so see you next time. Hey gang, just delighted to announce that as part of the International Literature Festival Dublin, Mulvacore will be having a live podcast on the 24th of May in Smock Alley Theatre in Dublin at 8pm. Myself and Emer Duffy, who you'll know from many of our episodes, will be talking to Aidan Coughlin, who is the editor of Shockton, the Irish language supplement, the Irish language supplement with the Irish Independent. And we will also be talking to Terry O'Hagan, who you might know from Fox Hibernum on on Twitter. And who will, so we'll be talking about a little bit of modern Irish with Aidan and a little bit about old Irish with Terry. It's going to be a fantastic show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we we'll look forward to seeing as many of you there. 24th of May. So obviously there's a there's a political event happening the following day. Uh, so if you've been at campaigning, you probably deserve to, deserve to break and do come to our show. Have a fun time. So in the meantime, uh, please do like, review, subscribe, keep listening to Motherfuck Lore, and we are delighted. We are honoured by your continued presence and loyalty. 
We will Motherfucker comes out every Friday in the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks to Brian for producing. Thanks to Kirsten for the for the artwork again. And if you want to contact the show, email us at motherfucklerheadstuff.org or on the Motherfucker or the Irish Four on Twitter. See you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Bum 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 bum. Hello.